there is not, not a single day when I've woken up and thought to myself, wow, I can't wait to get out of bed. My instinct, one, I literally, I'm the win the day guy. And 100% of the time, I wake up and all I want to do is go back to sleep. I bought these new sheets recently as well. They've made it 10 times harder too. All I want to do is go back to sleep. My goal at that point is not to have the most productive day. My goal is to get my ass in the shower. So I know that once I leave the cold shower, it doesn't matter how I feel, it's absolutely game on from there. So that's my goal is to get in the shower and then the rest of the process takes care of itself. What sheets did you buy? Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, where being a high achiever doesn't necessarily equate to being an effective leader. Let's check to see if you're in the right place. If you're rising through the ranks of your organization so fast that your leadership skills need to grow as fast as your responsibilities, you're in the right place. If it seems you need different skills to lead your team or lead from within a group of talented, competitive peers, you're in the right place. If you're looking to become a trusted advisor to the CEO, you are definitely in the right place. So now that we know that you're in the right place, enjoy today's conversation. Before we begin the show, I have something for you. The Rising Leader Handbook will be published in January of 2024, but you don't have to wait. Go to my website, www.markjsilverman.com and click the red button. There you can get an advanced copy of the executive summary of the Rising Leader Handbook. And in the same place, you can get a free copy of Only Tens. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now on with the show. In my career and in what I do for a living, I get to meet some of the most fascinating, charismatic, interesting people on the planet. People I've seen on YouTube, people I've seen on TV. I get to shake hands with them. I get to have dinner with them and, and, and hang out. And almost always the image outweighs what the reality is. Almost everybody's human, right? So we get, we get what's best of people when we see them on screen and then we meet their human selves. My next guest is kind of the opposite for me. My next guest, the more I get to know him, the more I like him, the more I get, I, I dive into what he brings to the world, the more substance there is. So every, every, every couple of months when I spend time with James Whitaker, I'm just more enthralled, more interested and want to spend more time so much so that I signed up to be in a mastermind just to hang out for him, with him for the weekend. Officially, James Whitaker is a three-time best-selling author, award-winning entrepreneur, and the host of the Win the Day with James Whitaker podcast. His superpower is helping ambitious but frustrated people gain immediate clarity on what they want and give them the bulletproof plan to achieve it. James helps two plus million people each month win the day and has personally coached Olympic gold medalists, billion dollar CEOs, and special forces operators. A really interesting thing, he's, he's an author with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. He speaks with Success Magazine and was the executive producer in the Think and Grow Rich film, which is where I first saw him years ago before I ever knew he would be in my life. James, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for those kind words, Mark, and I'm certainly honored to be with you today. I've, I've talked about you to other people, and I've said that when, when you, know, you talk about the book, The Go-Giver, when you talk about having a giver mentality, I have never met anybody whose absolute being when I'm around them is the epitome of that. And that's, that's you for me. That's how you show up. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I think that's such an important thing. Like, so these days, most people are focused on a, a transaction. They're focused on what can I get? 
And in in my experience, like literally every opportunity that I've had in my entire life has come as a result of relationships and just doing the right thing by people. You don't do the right thing by people to get something back. You do that just because that's the right thing to do. But as a result of that is that you get so many things coming back to you. So I think it's a really important lesson that we should never be trying to walk this journey alone. And the more value that we can provide to other people, the more value that we're going to get back. It's it's been my entire career when I figured that out. When I figured out being of service, being of value to people, because I, I wasn't a great salesman back when I became a salesman. When I learned to create value for people, that that helped uh, me skip over a lot of the skills I needed because people wanted to do business with me. So, but you didn't you didn't come out of the womb this way, right? You didn't you didn't show up tall, handsome, and articulate. And when I when I read the stories about you, I, I want to give your mother a hug because she seems amazing. Can you can you tell us kind of the origin story of how how you started out and be, and built yourself into this guy? Yeah, I'm very. You mentioned my mother there. I, I'm very lucky. I've got two great parents, and that's really what drives me to do what I do. Is because I had this amazing opportunity with these two great people who are still in my life today. I was chatting to them yesterday on the phone. And there are a lot of people who are not in that situation. So I want to really be able to help people who are, do not have the the luxury of growing up in a situation like I grew up in. But it's not like I all of a sudden just woke up one day and was able to to keep doing these big things. I had a really interesting background relative to where I I came from because I had everything needed to be a success. And I think if you go and look at most lifestyle entrepreneurs and the people with their sexy bios these days, like it's important to tell your story in a compelling way. But a lot of these people, it's like they've been homeless, they've been a car, they've had a big car accident, they've, they've got these something massively dramatic. And in many cases, people haven't had something that is so dramatic like that happen to them in recent memory. And I'm a big believer that we've all got an amazing story, but just because you haven't been homeless or you haven't had some type of big car accident doesn't mean that you can't tell your story in a compelling way. A lot of people haven't given themselves permission to be able to tell that story. So my story goes back to when I was in Australia. I was raised in a beautiful country like Australia. I had a great education. I was going to a good high school. I had a a father who was an entrepreneur who became very successful in personal finance as I was entering high school. And I had a mum who was a stay-at-home mum, but then made the decision to go to university as a mature age student. She got a degree in psychology and then became a psychologist for children who had been sexually abused. So that's what I had. I had the entrepreneurial father who was very resourceful, very resilient. There isn't a business question that he hasn't been faced with. And then I had my mother on the other side who came from the very empathetic background. And that's a really interesting combination. And I got both of those attributes rather than one of those in any great concentration. And it's nice to be able to have that as a good a good balance of wanting to achieve business success, but also the empathy and support for people along the way. But before I was even able to understand all of those different things, I was just hit by this debilitating anxiety disorder. And I had no idea what it was in high school. For me, it was just anytime I found myself in a situation where I felt like I couldn't escape from, that's where these the worst of these symptoms would really manifest for me. And the way I could get through it is if I simply decided not to care. When you say anxiety disorder, again, when when you listen to you talk today, you might want to skip over that. What happened to you when when those when those episodes showed up? 
Yeah. So for me, I'd be sitting in like an important exam, which they say determines what university program you get into, which is what determines your job. So in many ways, this one exam that I'm sitting in at 16 years old, I'm told by everything else and everyone around me that this determines the rest of my life. That's a very difficult burden to bear for every single person who's in that situation, especially if you haven't structured your life in terms of nutrition and sleep optimization and fitness and all of those different things to be in the right physical and cognitive space to make the most of that opportunity. So for me, it would manifest that I would either throw up or I would faint or both. And there were numerous times I'd have to put my hand up because I just knew that I wasn't right. There was something that was very seriously wrong. And a teacher would walk me to the sick bay and I missed the exam halfway through. And then half an hour later, everyone leaves the exam and I feel fine. I felt really bad mentally. But I'm like, what the hell was that? I didn't know what it was. I, I, I just had no idea what just what just happened. How could I not sit for that? So then I've got to do these makeup exams and and then the same thing happens. And it's a it was a truly bizarre situation until one it, day for me. It had to be it had to be hard to it had to be hard to feel like you could trust yourself to actually yeah. go into a situation and and triumph. Right. So so that anxiety even before going in, is this going to happen today or not? Must have been rough. exactly. And that extended to the preparation. A mutual friend, Dr. Jeff Spencer, he talks about first you prepare and then you perform. But if you have the anxiety, and I'm literally getting shivers talking about it now because these old feelings are coming up. If you cannot perform because you're affected by this debilitating disorder, those same feelings manifest when you even think about and start doing the preparation. So what happens is you don't do the preparation, which means the anxiety happens more and more because you're woefully underprepared for that important situation that you're in. And that was that was my life until I was 23 years old and I, I hit my rock bottom moment. And that was the moment there where my mum I basically, in a haze of tears, I said, I can't live like this anymore. I felt like a malfunctioned human destined for the scrap heap. And she tapped my heart and my head and she said, you have everything you need to succeed right here and right here. That was the most defining moment in my entire life. And that is something I will never forget. I'm already, I I was tearing up reading. You told that story before. I'm tearing up reading it this morning. And even now, like, that's just such a beautiful thing for your mom. Like, what a gift to give you. And as part part of that, something that I haven't shared that often is that given her background in psychology, she printed out some documents on what anxiety disorder was. I had a name for the first time. I was able to understand the physiological symptoms for the first time. I was able to take courses on breath work to learn things that it's almost impossible to pass out from a lot of those anxiety feelings Mm. if you're regulating your breathing in the right way. And that was the moment for me when I began to consume everything that I could find on peak performance, relationships, personal finance, business, happiness, everything. I wanted to be the absolute best person I can be. And that journey now, we're 17 and a half years in. Uh, what, was the, what, was, what, was the, what was the first book that, that shifted everything for you? The first book was not a book. They would have been audio recordings from Jim Rohn. They were Jim Rohn, the the famous American personal development icon who all roads from him go back to Napoleon Hill and and then obviously back to Andrew Carnegie from there as the real root mentor. But Jim Rohn, he has this something called the Jim Rohn Smooth Mix, which you can get on YouTube, you can get it on Spotify. I still listen to that today. So I would listen to that stuff constantly. Other resources would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, the, the most important lessons from that would be desire. The starting point of all achievement is desire. If you don't know who you are and what you want, then you can't expect to achieve it. And then also the power of the mastermind. You don't need all the answers yourself. You just need people around you 
who can accelerate your idea of what's possible and help you get there faster. And then the other one would be Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, those three resources, the Jim Rohn Smooth Mix, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, you could change the world from those three resources alone. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you even made a movie about Think and Grow Rich, yeah, which is that's right. Yeah, again, like I, I found that before I ever met you or Brandon Adams, who's our, you know our mutual friend, and and was fascinated by by other people's the impact of that book and those those insights on other people who were successful. It's really fascinating to me. So you've been an entrepreneur. You're a family man. You have young children. So we were just talking about how hard that is for your wife to work, you work and get everything done and you be on this podcast. So thank you for being here with all the chaos going on. But you said like last year or maybe a year before you decided you wanted to focus on, take some of those business ventures, put them to the side and focus on win the day which is your, the name of your podcast. It's a program that, that you offer on your website. Can, tell me what Win the Day is. So Win the Day. So I, I realized in my life with everything that was going on last year. So we have a four-year-old and a, a two-year-old kid. And it's, it's very, you know, I still very much feel in the thick of it here. In retrospect, our first kid was a little bit easier than what we, what we had realized at the time. You need to have a more challenging second kid to realize how great you had at the the first round. I mean, they are two amazing kids. We're, we're very grateful and very lucky in that regard. But I was spread very thin. I was I was doing a million things. I had all these different business ventures. We had taken a trip to Australia where we had to do three trips to emergency in the hospital while we were there for our kids for RSV and and croup and various things of that nature from a, a respiratory persp- uh, perspective. So that was a very very difficult month that we had in mm-hmm. Australia. So in about July, I had just organized a client event in my house in LA. We had people flying in from all around the world and it was very successful. But a week after that, I was lying in bed and it just popped up into my head. It said, is this your path? And this was the business that I was involved in. I had a business partner and and the work that I was doing. And the answer before I could even process the question that had been placed there, the answer said no. Mm. And that was huge for me. And I, I've learned now at 40 years old to, to trust my intuition and act on it a lot more than I, I wish I had done a little bit more in the past. So I told him, I said, everything's yours. I have to go to make space for my family. I need to be there for my family for that very difficult time, but I need to create space to figure out what my next move is. And I had a couple of non-negotiables on what they were. The very first one was that I wanted to do one thing for the rest of my life. I don't want to chop and change. I've been involved in, in basically every industry and every type of product that you can think of. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do the one thing for the rest of my life, and I want to be the best in the world at it. So with those two non-negotiables, I realized that at that time, I'd had the Win the Day podcast for three and a half years, but it had had never been my sole focus. And as I'm getting older, I'm learning more about and, and valuing more this idea of simplification. So from that moment, I've focused all of my effort on the Win the Day brand and the Win the Day movement, helping as many business leaders as I can to win the day. Because what's the point of having all the money in the bank if you don't have a family and kids that want to talk to you? What's the point of having a successful business if physically you're not in great health? Like all of these things are very, very important. So to me, win the day is life and business integration. How do we make a life where every single action you take gives you energy rather than takes it away? How do we create a life where every single decision you're faced with, how to make the right decision on autopilot based on the filter that you have created through 
through the process that I go through with people. And it really comes back to one simple idea for me. And that's that each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have automatically made the decision to lose. And I, I've had a lot of people, it, it's great to have a as good of education as you can. But this year, I've had three people from the high school that I went to have taken their own lives in in the space of about a a three-month span, which is just mind-boggling to me. And then someone the other day um, from the sister school was the girl that I actually knew very well. We hadn't spoken in a long time, but I knew very well back in the back in the day was has two young kids just in that exact same situation have taken her own life. And this is just it's happening more and more. So just because you've you've been raised in a good family or, or have a good education, this means nothing in the in the long run. It's your daily commitment to turning up. And that's what I mean by the win the day mentality. What are you doing today to prove that you've turned up for today? What are you going to do? And making sure that that is a daily focus so you never take your eyes off the prize. You know, you're you're 40 years old. I'm 61. And I, I talk about what you talk about as the ghost of Christmas future. Right? I'm the ghost of Christmas future. I I know if you keep working the way you're working and you neglect your marriage, it's not going to be there. I know that you don't take care of your mental health. You don't take care of your physical health. I'm the ghost of Christmas future. Listen to me. I've seen too many people not make it past 50 for this to be okay, which is why I do what I do. It's also why I actually love your win the day methodology. I love that it comes from you wanting to win in all areas of your life. Right. And not just not just be the best husband and father, but be the best you for yourself also while you're being successful. So that that so uh, we're going to put a link in the in the show notes so people can go because it's it's really cheap on your website to just go do the win the day and then go spend a weekend with you doing uh, a win the day uh, mastermind is really cool. So what are the principles? Where do where do we start when we want to talk about win the day? So when it comes to win the day, so I have I have something called the win method, which I can go through in a little bit more detail, as much detail on that as you want. But every single person that I talk to, right through from billion dollar hedge fund advisors, right through to aspiring entrepreneurs, the people who feel like they're treading water, they're not living with purpose or with passion, it's because of two things. They're not clear on who they are and they're not clear on where they want to go. I think knowing uh, anyone who's watching the video of this rather than the, the audio, I, I realize Zoom put in these shortcuts. It happens a bit to me. I, I didn't realize I used so many hand gestures, but it automatically makes balloons and, and things and all that go off. So I, I think it's it's critically important at all times to know your purpose, like your personal purpose, your career purpose, to line those things up as much as possible, to have a very clear understanding of what's the success, like what is the life that you want? What does that look like? And then reverse engineer those steps. I mean, this stuff isn't rocket science, but people are naturally resistant to doing those activities. So that's really, really important. And then the WIN method itself. So WIN is an acronym. W stands for wonder. It means you must be, have a vision much bigger than yourself pulling you out of bed every morning. And you must be intensely curious about how great you can be from the one extraordinary life you've been given. So that's what wonder so let me, is. Let me, slow, let, me slow, let me slow you down for wonder. So, yep. so, you're, so you're in a job and you're working 60 hours a week. You got mm-hmm. a family. And every once in a while, you get a chance to go to the gym. So you're like, not really thinking about this stuff. I'm trying to survive the day rather than win the day. Mm -hmm. How do you start to wonder about the future while you're taking care of today? Getting around amazing people like the people that you and I are around. I think that's one of the easiest ways to do that. And if you really struggle for for time constraints or for location constraints, I've 
I've worked with people who are in extremely remote rural locations where internet can even be a, a bit of a problem. You can find mentors through the written word. So you must raise your idea of what's possible. I had a call with a client of mine this morning who's an amazing person. Her TED Talk's got a couple of hundred thousand views. She's absolutely crushing it on, on all fronts at a young age. And she is is having a lot of those problems in terms of the mental battle of what it takes to succeed. So, I mean, being able to call me, just like your clients call you, Mark, it means that she has an opportunity for someone to be able to transfer, like I can transfer my self-belief into her, just like you do with your clients. And I think that's really important. If you're struggling with someone, with something, you have to reach out to people who can help you. And I told her that on the call. I said, if you didn't tell me this, then I wouldn't have known. And it wouldn't have made it would have made it a lot more difficult for you to get out of that place that you're in. But one 20-minute phone call and and she's back. So people can transfer their belief in you until you can accept it and adopt it yourself. And that's when you can feel a little bit better. What a beautiful way of putting that. So and getting quiet, just just journaling, just writing. What if, what if, what if I'd had time for this? Just what if questions would be would be a real Yeah. And and on on, on that, actually, one of the things I, I think this is relevant to share. One of the things I, I spoke to her, I was like, well, tell me about some of the things that you're, that you're going through. And she was talking about like, look, I just feel like she hasn't got the the return on investment from the various things that she's been doing in her life. And I said, well, what are the metrics that you're putting on, on success? Like, what is that? Is it like dollars coming in in the last month? And obviously, it's important to have financial freedom and revenue and all of those different things. But I said to her, look, you have recently made a big career pivot and your goal is to change the world. So the metric for you should be, am I on the right path? Not how much money did I have coming in in the last 30 days? And I said to her, look, really just sit with that for the next week until we get to catch up in person. And that's what she's going to do. So that idea of, am I on the right path? Sometimes that alone can be worth the ROI for, for something big that you're doing. And it's it's hard to do for your it's hard to do for yourself until you find that homing device. When you've practiced finding that homing device, it gets easier. But otherwise, other people people around you know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> they can they they know when you're locked in and they know when you're off you know stray. So that's pretty cool. So the next is the next is intent, right? So you're wondering now it's intent. Exactly. So intent, this is where, this is your commitment to a course of action every single day. So what are you doing repeatedly? You mentioned things like gratitude journaling. I'm like 860 days into a consecutive daily journal. What are you feeling gratitude for rather than thinking gratitude? What are three things you're going to do today that are going to make today a win? All of that stuff is exceptionally important. So that that's what comes under intent. And then the final one is nurture, which is really what turns you into the person worthy of the success you desire. That's how willingly you put yourself in uncomfortable situations. That's how you respond to adversity when it inevitably strikes. How do you ask yourself, how have I grown from this? What's the gift in this? And using all of those things as fuel for you. So that's the win method, wonder, intent, and nurture. So anytime someone feels like, they're not living with purpose or they're not living with passion or there's just a new level that they want to get to, I think using those elements would be really useful. If someone actually just kind of downloads and, and jumps in to the win, the win method, what do they have at the end? So are you talking about the actual win? So I have the win the day accelerator that I launched with Success right. Magazine very, very recently. So that to me, I really think is about the most value packed course going around because we did offer it at an incredibly affordable because yeah, I, when I went to, to when I, I did, I was like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> I just, there's so many, like you mentioned at the start, there's so many people out there 
that are just offering these things that just don't have value back. And I'm like, look, why don't we just remove that from the equation? Let's give someone the most value-packed course that they've ever taken in their entire life. All they have to do is follow the steps. So by the end of that, you will have a very comprehensive success plan for your life. You will have the ultimate filter for making decisions. You will have a way, a framework of being able to harness that resilience for anything you go through. You'll have what I call the 10 commandments to win the day as part of your daily routine. Like there's so much in there. So uh, you know, I, you know I put, the 10 commandments off the top of your head? I could. Yes, I could. I could rattle them off pretty easy. I, I, would, mean, like this, to, I would like to, I would like to hear them because I'm looking at them and I want to see if you know them. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few, I think, that are really important to highlight. The very first thing is when you wake up, you must acknowledge that the day is there to be won or lost. So once you acknowledge that the day is there to be won or lost, that's where you make the decision to win. And then the next one is you want to, this is what I call the sacrifice phase. What are you doing to prove that you've turned up for the day? So some little things like that are really important to kick so things off. How do you off. do that? that how, how, do you, how do you prove that you're turned up, turned up for the day? For me, that's cold shower. I've done a cold shower consecutively for maybe four years at this point in the morning. I've, I never, actually, sometimes now I actually look forward to it. But it's 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 a difficult thing. So just doing something really hard that so do you do something you do something you really don't feel like doing. So a routine, so that you're going past that that human limitation that we all have. I, exactly, I, it's going to make it so much easier for you to do the rest of the hard things. I mean, for I got a buddy of mine who just spent four and a half grand on a cold plunge thing that he's got sitting on the balcony outside the the bedroom in his house, and he texted me this morning. He did six minutes in the the ice bath. It's something very difficult for him that's going to make a significant impact on his mindset and productivity. So making sure that you've got something like that. I mean, I, it doesn't I get up matter at how- 15 every morning. Yeah. I hate, I am not a morning person and I've been a morning person for the last 25, ever since I had kids to get up before my kids got up so I could get <laughs> time for myself and I hate it. And I still get up at 515 every morning. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like just having that having that time for yourself to be able to do those things. I had a client of mine actually who said that he was struggling to get work done and and build that correct foundation for his day. He's someone who is a long sufferer of, of ADD as well. And I said to him, mate, you got to get up. You got to get up before you, you, he's only got one kid. You got to get up before your kid's awake. Like if you're getting woken up by the cries of your own children, that's not a, you, you're already reacting to the day. You've got to be proactive, get on the front foot. So I, even now I set expectations with my wife. Ever since I started doing this daily journal, I, it doesn't matter what is going on in the house. I have 15 minutes of my own outside in my backyard in the sunshine where that's my journal time. I look at what happened last year and the year before on those days because it's all electronic. And then I write down what was my recap from the last 24 hours. What am I feeling gratitude for? Mm. What are three things to make today a win? And then I add some photos from the last 24 hours. And on Mondays, I don't think I've ever shared this publicly before. On Mondays, my template goes one step further. It includes my weekly moonshot. So what are the one, two, three items that are going to move my whole business forward? And then on Friday, it's my weekly moonshot check-in. So at the bottom of my morning journal, I look at how I I performed relative to what I was was going to do in there for the week. What do you do when you don't feel like doing any of this? Like you're just you just don't have it, and you're 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 human, right? Your 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 routine is is busted. Like again, stuff happened with your kid, but you know you just don't have it. How? What do you do with yourself? What's your inner conversation and and to to help you get there? It's it's not anymore. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter how, you know, for the most part, how sick I am or what's going on. I mean, if you look at the last 850, 860 days that I've been doing this consecutive journal, some of the most extreme things that have happened, I mean, I've been traveling 
all around the world, speaking on stages, all these different things have been going on, like 14-hour flights, 20-hour days of, of, of transit, all of this stuff, I'm still getting it done. But probably the biggest one for me was when my wife was pregnant, she was due to give birth to our son. And then at the same time as she was at the doctor and found out that, that all this stuff was, was the, the, the labor was underway, I was at the doctor because I wasn't feeling well. So we came back at the house and I said, how did it go? And she said, I'm literally going into labor right now. What did the doctor say? And I said, the doctor said I tested positive for COVID. Oh, God. So this is when my wife's giving birth to our son at the same time as I have COVID. It's raining in LA, which is a rarity for the entire week. I've got to look after our daughter with a mask on. Fortunately, she was somehow able to keep this kid inside of her for about five days or six days. So I could get a negative COVID test. But we were just, we were like, crazy going in and out, doing a million things to try and make sure everything was okay for that. I got kicked out of the hospital, was able to ultimately make it there for the the birth and everything else. It was right when they were changing the rules of like seven days to five days. And, and there were a lot of things going on with the with the COVID test there and that crazy time for the world. But even then, I was still able to get my daily journal done. And the way that I'm consistent with it is that I anchor it with my morning coffee. Right. I, I'm an Aussie. I We love our espresso coffee in Australia. So I have one or two coffees a day and that morning coffee I will never, ever miss because I just love it. It's a nice ritual for me. And that's when I do my my morning journal. My my son called me up and he said, dad, you helped me so much. And he's he's in rabbinical school in his last year uh, to be a Hasidic rabbi. And he said, dad, you helped me so much. And I said, how did I help you? He said, remember when I called you and I said, I've been wanting to get up early in the morning to start a morning routine, but I couldn't get up in the morning. I couldn't get up in the morning. I said, yeah. He said, what you said to me really helped you. Helped. I said, what did I say? He said, you said, nobody wants to get up in the morning. Nobody <laughs> likes getting up in the morning. It sucks. I don't even like to meditate. So I get up and have my coffee and then meditate. And you're not supposed to have coffee before you meditate, but I don't care because the coffee gets me out of bed. He said, I thought it was supposed to be some spiritual thing and you were supposed to be motivated and all this stuff to get up in the morning. He said, when I realized that it just sucks for everyone, I've gotten up every morning since. That's that's a hundred percent spot on. So my goal is not to have a super productive day. My goal in the morning, I am I there is not not a single day when I've woken up and thought to myself, wow, I can't wait to get out of bed. My instinct, one, I literally, I'm the win the day guy. And 100% of the time, I wake up and all I want to do is go back to sleep. I bought these new sheets recently as well. They've made it 10 times harder too. All I want to do is go back to sleep. My goal at that point is not to have the most productive day. My goal is to get my ass in the shower. So I know that once I leave the cold shower, it doesn't matter how I feel, it's absolutely game on from there. So that's my goal is to get in the shower and then the rest of the process takes care of itself. What sheets did you buy? I think it's. I think the brand is Luxome. I wish I could give them a good plug. L-U-X-O-M-E, I think is what it was. They were I couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't know if our old sheets were just really, really bad or if these ones are just really, really good. No, it's good, a new but- technology because I just bought new sheets and I forgot the name of them. And they're like, how did anybody, how do you ever, like, I have I have high level problems because now I only want to sleep on these sheets, right? Yeah, so, for, sure, for yeah. sure. I mean, like any any conflict around the world, let's just send these sheets there. I think if, if people could just sleep in these sheets, I think everyone would be very, very happy and a lot more accommodating of each other. So yes, I think that's what the world needs more of is connection, love, and some good sheets. If, so last question for, for you, when you, when you go, when you're done, what do you want to be remembered for? What impact do you want people to talk about James Whitaker had on the world? He always focused on other people before himself. He 
always went above and beyond. And uh, I'm trying not to cry here. I think the the biggest one would be just the, the relationship with my with my kids. As long as they remember me as someone that was fun, tried to provide an environment of play and growth and resilience for them, that alone, that would make everything worthwhile for me. You live that way. I talk. I already talk about you exactly that way. One of the things I think is really important is so I'm a I'm a natural people pleaser, right? Uh, I'm codependent, and I I get my worth from how valuable I am to other people. That's pathology. That's not healthy. So I had to learn, right? Only tens my book and all that was about me learning to take care of myself, put myself on the list, and all that stuff. So that now when I put other people first, it's it is out of love out of kindness out of giving right the way the way you do and it feels that way for you being in your presence is like it's a it's a rarity for me so i really appreciate your friendship and you being kind of a mentor because i watch what you do i watch the way you interview you're one of the best interviews i've ever seen you're neck and neck with tom billy you for me so I, I appreciate you if people want more of you where can they find you well thank you very much for those kind words and I know you're crushing with everything you're doing as well so I just love to see you doing some amazing things. Connect with me on uh, Instagram James Witt W H I T T or you can look up Win the Day and uh, yeah you can find me on all the different platforms. We'll have all those links in the show notes so that you can go straight to, to them and not remember them while you're driving. I am putting my money where my mouth is and going to spend a weekend with James because I do believe he brings so much value. James thanks for being here. Hey thanks Mark I really appreciate it. To everybody else, your time and attention is precious to me. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for joining today's conversation. If you got value, please share the episode, give us a thumbs up, write us a review. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a question that you have, send them my way. Look forward to connecting on the next episode of the Rising Leader Podcast.